Welcome to another exciting episode of Spilt Milk with Diz and His, the premier podcast of the premier fantasy football league, right. Virgin Milk Reloaded. Those are both those are both official rankings, too. Yeah, factual statements, challenges. That's right. Yeah, make sure, <laughs> make sure your people is there. In any case, uh, I am your host, longtime Pooja Milk commissioner, two-time Pooja Milk champion, Diz, or Matthew, some call me, joined, as always, by my very good friend, friend handsome gentleman father of three Thank you. that's right uh, his or giacomo as zero, we all know him zero time <laughs> fantasy football champion you can say it yeah yeah no it's, it's right uh many time runner up not never never champion I, i'm like Catherine heigl in uh in uh 27 dresses so <laughs> there you go i don't understand the reference but i'm sure that someone does yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the lady who you'd always get uh, uh, nominated for Academy Awards and not win. I forget. Oh, is that not Susan Sarandon? Um, no. Not, uh, I can see her face, but I can't. Anyway, we'll have I'm to talk about that. I'm in the same camp, too. We're yeah. too deep into the football conversation. <laughs> so, Jock, I, I, for people in the league, do people come in and out of the league, and it's been a while uh, you know, since I've had the title. So I'm current reigning champion. It was Uh-oh. like a decade ago. That I won, and 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 what's noteworthy about this particular conversation? When I won, I made a championship belt that was supposed to be in the hands of the winner each year. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, um, that belt is signed and autographed, and so it's a cheap toy, first of all, that's attached to an actual weight belt. But uh, it's customized; it's it's league branded, and it's signed by several NFL Hall of Fame players. Uh, Kurt Warner signed it. Deion Sanders signed it, which was very awkward explaining to Deion Sanders what Pooja milk means, incidentally, because he <laughs> demanded to know. Uh, I've been spraying Pooja milk for years. Yeah, he said, I don't, I don't sign anything. I don't know what it means. And I was like, all right, Deion Sanders, you're grumpier than I expected, but sure, you're still going to sign it. <laughs> I think he said, what does that mean? And I was like, my friend's not from this country. That's It was a word he said. We thought it was funny. <sighs> it means come. It probably means come. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Deion signed it. Uh, Anquan Bolden, I think, is on there. Christian yeah, Ponder, who's a kind of maybe a more of a low light uh, former. He's got, ha- he's got a nice looking wife. So well, there you go. He's got the Hall of Fame of wives. Alex Smith signed it. Former uh, Tampa Bay quarterback, what's his name? Freeman. Josh Freeman signed it. Oh. So there's a lot of NFL names on that belt. There's been some talk about finding Jason Hansen or other former Lions to get their their mm-hmm. old John Hancock on there. But that's a lot about the belt. Here's the what the mystery is, Giacomo. Mm-hmm. Where in the world is this belt. So you were allowed to be the Stanley Cup white club guy. And I don't understand how that except, job was awarded. Except I except I never yeah. present it. No. You just well I put it in my closet and I fall asleep. You you know, it all started oh my God. What what's his name that lived in Dearborn that you knew? Um Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon. So I had picked it up from his house. Um, and then that kind of started because he, he had not, he dropped out of the league when I picked it up and then, no, I dropped it off at his house and then he returned it the following year. Then James, God bless him. He wins a lot. It's been with James quite a bit. Right. So the last time James gave it to me, he, I just have had it and I've been meaning to send it to you, um, or give it to you when you're in town. And it just (laughs) literally, it's two feet away from me in this closet over here. Well, that's a great sh- comfort. That's a great comfort to me to know it's safe. I'm, I'm oh, it's, teasing. Oh. I tease about you being um, a lackluster Stanley Cup holding guy. 
but you know, it's it's taken a lot of heart, I think, to be the courier of the belt. And to be honest, that could be what's preventing you from winning is the amount that you're having to handle it without. Thank, uh, thank you. I don't like yeah. to touch it, and I didn't touch it hardly at all. Yeah. And so. <laughs> You know the Stanley Cup curse. Yes, it's the same with this, I think. I think, you know, I think if anything this season has taught me is that curses are real. And if you want to win the fake game, sometimes you need to give money to somebody's family who's passed away. And at least for me, (laughs) since I have done that act of contrition or, yeah, contrition. I think you're 2-0, right? I won two games. So, you know, that guy's got kids, man. Let's put some money in his in his little hopper there and maybe you can break a curse. What if I kill somebody and then give their family money? Would that work or no? Uh, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's probably the right thing to do. I suppose that's the law of the land in many countries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I apologize. I've, uh, I've, I've injured your goat. Here's my that's right. Goat. That's right. Uh, so it's here. And, and yeah. you know, I, I promise this. It will be delivered to whoever wins some way well, or another. I appreciate that. And I, I will... Uh, if, if, if I find myself in the Metro Detroit again, Reese soon, uh, I will make a, make a point of coming by because I would like to get some photos with it. It's a, it's a, it's a thing I enjoy. And I think it's a fun thing when people win it to have it. So thank you for being the steward of it. Yes. And it's a well-made belt. It's the Cena spinner belt, but like you said, on a heavy actual weight belt. So it's, it's, you know, one day I... I stoned it. I put rhinestones on it. I don't know how many of them it. held on. I don't know if that glue was strong enough. And I think Cena's theme song still plays. So you press a button and I think it still works. I think yeah, that battery didn't die. Yeah. 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 Uh, in any case. Now, so that controversy is out of the way. Um, the controversy that dominated the league this week, uh, you know, in challenged the recent, uh, I don't know, certainty I felt that Nick Brazen is a real person. Um, <laughs> it, it only added fuel to the brazen birther movement that he is in fact a subsidiary of mark or the ages somehow i don't know how and i don't know that the burden of proof is on me uh but it seemed plausible uh with a trade registered between a, a first place team and a last place team that seemed a little lopsided uh you know as i mentioned in the video posted the league it's not a thing i like to do i i don't like to m- uh meddle in trades because in my opinion, it's very subjective. And some people use charts and things that analysts that they like, but there's no consistent consensus. Okay, this is a good trade or a bad trade. But whenever I see, you know, friends, people I know who are friends or are the same person. Uh, so that could be James and Amy in, in their league. Uh, you know, it's got to question that relationship. I know in the history of Pooja Milk Reloaded, there was a controversial trade between Julie and I. Involving mm. Calvin Johnson at one point, I don't mm. think it flamed out. I don't think it came to life the way people thought it was in terms of villainy, but it was a, it was controversy. So a closeness here, perhaps the same person pretending to be two people, um, you know, triggered a league vote, triggered some scrutiny. Jock, yeah. what do you think? Where where do you stand on this controversy? So you know, I, I I'll be honest, I I can kind of sympathize with them, and and it um, in, in the sense that. If you'll remember back in the day, Matt, you and I and our good friend Tim, who's never participated in, in fantasy mm. football with us, he mm. thinks um, – I can't say what he calls it because it's not PC anymore. But anyway, no. so – We get him, we him into the basketball. That's a whole other topic. We did. He that's true. basketball. And we he did. and his wife we did. were there as well. well. He plays in another league. But anyway, not, so 
the three of us were playing a game of risk. I did not like you when it came to risk. I didn't like your attitude. I didn't like the yeah. way you came about it. So I True. wanted, I wasn't going to win. And I was letting Tim conquer all my lands. Yes. And you got very angered by this. And yes. I think we ended yes. up quitting the game. So it this is, this reminds me of that a little bit. Now, <laughs> if we, now, so I don't know. I wasn't, I vote to, just to be completely transparent. I voted yes. Cause I looked at it and I think it was, uh, so it was Latavius Murray and Ayuk. Who was the receiver? Oh, Antonio Brown. That's right. So I, I thought it was fair from this sense. It seems like Dalvin Cook dies a lot of weeks and is gone. Is Latavius? No, no, Latavius Murray's on the Ravens now. My fault. That's Never right. mind. That's it. Okay, still, still kind of a similar story. They you he's good when they use him. He has some decent games. The the way the the Bucks play, Antonio Brown. Yes, he's had some good weeks, but he's not a guy you can be. Cons- so I didn't think it was that lopsided. I thought right. it was. I thought it was okay. Ayuk is kind of a throwaway unless I don't know. They don't they don't throw him the ball. The Niners offense is hard. So anyway, from that, but you know, if it was like, you know, I don't know, uh 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 Amon St. Brown for Derrick Henry. All right. I mean, you know, right. hold the phones Correct. on that one. So Correct. yeah, and from, from my point yeah. of view, I, I didn't want to accuse anyone of any kind of malfeasance. No, any no. Of, any kind of skullduggery. Because Nick, in in the sense that he is a real person, he's a lot nicer than Mark. I enjoy conversing with him. Uh, so I, I doubt that they're the same person. The point being, I agree. I think it was close. For me, that the, the little eyebrow raised, the thing that got my attention was Latavius Murray got hurt in the last game that he played. Oh, did he? See, I didn't know. Okay. So he, had an, he left that game with an ankle injury. But I, I think, save the ankle injury, I'm like, yeah, it's good to go. That would have been something I probably would have just rubber stamped. But because it was close enough, and because my my own appraisal of Ayuk, so I had traded Ayuk to Nick in the first place, um, uh, it was not very good. And that's the subjective part. Sure, it, it felt like I would be getting as com- as the commissioner, not to you know play a small violin for me. Uh, if I just approved that trade equally, I would be dealing with the headaches of the uh, calls from different people or texts from different people. I saying I was total shit scam, and I would pay extra money if you would do the trade. And I know for a fact James would call and yell, <laughs> and yes. I could get a recording of that because yes. I love when which we're booking man. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding, and. Very likely would have been getting a message from James. I know he had he had some thoughts on, on well, uh, the and, chicanery. And let, me, and let me give you some insider info. I actually ran into Mark at the at the Costco the yeah. other day, and he told me he said, and this was surprising from him because he's he's been a fantasy football nut. He said, you know, I'm kind of I don't know, it's something I'm just off this year with fantasy. I'm not I'm not into hmm. it. So maybe that was part of it. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. You know. So yeah, anyway, I, I think I you know what's been offered to me uh, by Nick is that you know wasn't wasn't any kind of coordinated scam. It was right. a day that he sent it to Mark, thinking he wasn't going to take it. Mark took it, and honestly, it's not so lopsided that it's like what's the matter with Mark? I, I, well, I agree. I think it's cl- it's close enough that it's plausible. And Antonio Brown's an up and down player, like any of the players on the Tampa offense. So um, you know, a little tricky, but uh, you know. I don't think we've ever really had any kind of real craziness happen in this league. No. I've, I've been a part of that. Uh, in another league I participated in where it, there was some honest, honest goodness shenanigans going out. Uh, but no, that, I mean, I think this league, there's just enough eyes on everything that that's really not a concern, but it was one that I wanted to at least make sure, sure. 
You know, I try yeah. to trust the process. I try to be democratic when I can be. Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the process. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and like I said, I think after talking to Mark, it made me, or, well, I talked to Mark before, but after yeah. thinking about that conversation I had with him, it made more sense that he would be like, my kid sucks. I don't care anyway. Click. You know what I mean? So right. that's what, that's what I think probably happened. Uh, well, that does help explain it. And <laughs> I, I certainly, I've been there before too, Mark. And, and I think at least for our purposes in this league, He's far from out of it. I mean, oh, now his record is unhelpful in terms of playoff chances, but it's not that his roster is particularly bad. And it, it not and again, not to start the controversy of the scoring system that you've advocated for, but he's, I think, by far the league leader in points against. So he's, yeah. he's gotten a lot of people's good weeks, um, which will break your heart. It's like losing on a 66-yard Justin Tucker field goal. Um nice. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I can see how we might get checked out. And honestly, before last year, maybe it was just COVID and just the doldrums of that. I had kicked around the idea of getting out of the game. Uh, and then obviously this year coming back with the with the fury and we're expanding. Yeah. Things. But, yeah. you know, it's up and down. So I think with that, we will take a quick commercial break and we come back. We'll go through the uh, previous week's matchup, uh, matchups. I think it was week six. So we'll recap the top games of the week. So we'll see you just in a moment. We're father and son, so when it comes to modernizing, you are done. No jobs too big, no jobs too small. We're father and son, we'll do it all. Let our family build a beautiful room addition for your family, or add an entire second floor of extra living space. No jobs too big, no jobs too small. We're father and son, give us a call. For a free home estimate, call 585-5500. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. We're going to go ahead and recap the week six matchups uh, here today. A uh, little, little bit of change in the format to save some time. We're going to just focus, I think, on the, the standout games to recap. Uh, so we'll work our way down. Uh, just looking at the slate of games here, my team, Too Soft, Too Hard, was able to come away with a win against Baskin's holdout. Uh, I'm excited about that. Obviously, every win counts, and I am happy to take advantage of injuries and bye weeks and hope to be able to coast on that a bit. Yeah, you're eighth place right now. That's playoffs. So you're you're yeah. in if it started I, today. Gut, gutting it out. And I I, I have some uh, optimism about the future for my team. I think there's some some things that could come together, but we'll see. Uh, Mike Barrel gets writes the ship a little bit. Uh, again, on the potentially cursed Joint Chiefs of Stafford from Mark. Mark, you could you could change your name. I mean, that throw that out. You <laughs> <laughs> can give money to the uh, the orphan children. That's an option as well. I suppose work for me. Uh, but as we mentioned, he gets a, a good game from Mike Barrel, who's been uh, a bit on a bit of a slide in the slump. Uh, but he raised hey, the chip uh, against Mark. Real quick, what? Because you said Stafford. It's mm. I, this is. Is there ever an NFL game that has more of a lock than the Rams beating the Lions on Sunday? Yeah. There's, I mean, th I would bet my house everything. I, I mean, I, anyway, I, I totally to agree. <laughs> there was a, there was a, a, a subreddit or thing on Reddit the other yeah, just this morning. I think I read that it had me cracking up or somebody was saying like Matthew Stafford is going to mushroom stamp the lions. He's like, as a lifetime lions fan, <laughs> That's like, good. Like, he's a classy guy. He's a good guy. He's, he's throwing a minimum of five touchdowns. Uh, oh. So I think Mark is my opponent this week. Cause I'm hoping that that doesn't come true, but, um, uh, it does seem extraordinarily plausible that he's going to have a huge game against. Him. I think so. I think yeah. so. And 
you know, it's going to be hard not to be rooting for him myself. I don't know where you'll fall on that, but um, I'm happy for him. He looks really happy, and that makes me excited for him. Yeah. After seeing, you know, a sad Calvin Johnson and uh, a suddenly retired Barry Sanders, it's fun to see a, a Lions star have enough gas in the tank left to go play for another team. And, sure. you know, not totally be over it. So, Marks, you are agree. I'm sorry, Mark. My goodness. I can't <laughs> wait for that matchup. Mikey's always classy, always above the fray, always a gentleman. You <laughs> uh, are McGreevy. Well, he gets it. He gets it over on Servi's team. Really a disappointing loss for Servi. Kind of lopsided win here for Mikey. Uh, we won't get into the weeds of it too much. I know my uh, Jazeki, his tight end, had a, a surprisingly good game as the Dolphins seemed to show up for that one. Um, but as we've talked about before, uh, just in the categorization of like the Lions, Giants, and Dolphins being sort of garbage franchises, I just can't believe how much they keep talking about trying to acquire Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny when I ran into Mark, we we talked about that too, actually, and how, you know, he's. He doesn't want to be a Lions fan. He's from Detroit, so he picks that team. And I'm like, dude, that's that's also the worst run organization. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I think Tua is going to be one of those guys who ends up going somewhere else. And I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest ever, yeah. but he came back. He looked pretty decent uh, right. um, this past week coming back from injury. So who? Why do you want a guy who likes to get tug and rubs? You know, yeah, and he's a, a multimillionaire. You know, right. so I don't just know. invite you know, that controversy. I know he's a talented player, but it seems crazy and. I think as you talked right. before, what what kind of trouble could he get into in South Beach? Whatever oh, could happen. Nah, there's uh, no cocaine there. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, to a, the, the talk currently is the rumor is anyway him going to the Washington Redskins in a three-way trade. But obviously as the week progresses, we'll see if there's anything to that. Uh, but the game that we wanted to take a closer look at here, uh, you know, one of the teams I think that's been a, a standout so far in the early part of the season is Dan Bellotto's run and shoot taking on the Barchus with a surprising Skynet successful Barchus doormats. <laughs> and um, man, Dan's team puts up quite a bit of points. Almost uh, he's a league leader here with 178-65. Uh, beats Barchi on a day there. Barchi turned in a pretty good score at 139-75. Yeah. So really kind of a shootout game, a big stat game. Uh, what jumps out to you about this one, John? I mean, Josh Allen, Cooper Cup. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, all over 30 points. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, I'll tell you what, man, Josh Allen, I don't know if he's QB1 in points. He's got to be top three. And Cooper Cup, I'm, he was Q, oh, QB, what, wide receiver one in points. I know he was down the past couple of weeks, yeah. but looks like he's picking back up. He He's, you know, it, it's, he he's solid here. I mean, with, and with uh, what's his name there, uh, Harris in Pittsburgh, the rookie running back, twenty-one yeah, points. Years. He's got he's got a four five-headed monster of a team there, and it's it's going to be tough to beat him on a lot of weeks. Yeah, and a lot of these players don't look terribly fluky either. Their reason, their reason, exactly, and that's exactly. Like you said, Allen is there. Cup has been much to my chagrin, being a Robert Woods owner. He's been kind of the preferred receiver in uh, LA and, and Stafford seems to be leaning on him. Jonathan Taylor has been, I think the running back people thought he was going to be last year. Najee Harris is just kind of the latest Steelers running back to be a consistent producer, uh, you know, and, and then the kind of guys who've disappointed, but showed up for him here as Noah fan obviously showed up and um, he put up some points. I don't know if you can count on that every week from fan right. on the weeks that you're going to get that on the, with the roster that he has, he's going to be very tough to beat, um, you know, and Barchi, Prescott shows up. He's got Diggs, Swift. Uh, Hawkinson had a reasonable game. And, you know, as much as I criticize defenses and kickers, I, I think these, these are the 
two that he drafted early. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're looking. No, they're, and they're great. But again, if Melvin Gordon's your RB2, 8.8 points, that's what he is. So you're not going to win fantasy championships with him as your RB2. You just won't. Uh, Yeah. And that's all. That's it is it. a real challenge for him. Um, Dallas Goddard looks like he could potentially have something going now uh, post post uh, Ertz trade uh, on his bench, but may- maybe he can turn that into a running back, get a little more depth. Who knows? I don't want to give him too many pointers. Um, <laughs> the other the other side here is, I mean, when you have somebody like Tucker and looking at Archie's bench, again, kind of Skynet managed team, maybe it's not really a problem. But, you know, you find a situation where you have the best kicker in football, which is great. But are you going to carry two kickers through his bye week? Are you going to carry two defenses, which because he's carrying two presently doesn't seem like it's much of a much of an issue for him, uh, but probably a limiter in terms of his long term prospects as the injuries yeah, continue I, to stack up. I I I do two defenses only. Like I had the Patriots. I don't think it's mm-hmm. this league, but then and they were playing somebody good, and then they were playing the Jets. Right. So I held on to him and picked. So that's the only time I yeah. do that. But I, I don't know if. That's what Barchi's doing, anyway. No, I don't. I I can almost assure you that I, I most most confidently assure you that that's not what he's doing. Um, but it that is a strategy. I you know I think to employ. I know a lot of people do that around playoff time too, as they look ahead to future matchups and you know who's going to have a, maybe not a good week this week, but next week. And that's a strategy there. At this point in the season, I like to keep kind of high potential upside players, but that's just my own personal preference and kind of how I like to build my roster. Yeah. Sure. Part of the fun of the game, I suppose. So the other one I think we call out as the game of the week in terms of personal rivalries. Uh, <laughs> this is your team, Balloons I Can Touch and Lick, taking on the always animated, the always uh, good at fantasy football despite his struggles this year, uh, James Ages. I, I think the thing I want to ask you, Dragon Ball, is I pull this one up so we can kind of look at the box scores. Uh, and I clicked on the wrong thing, so I'll double back to, to correct that. But the thing I wanted to ask you I think is probably most interesting is did you hear from James during this one? Did he did he text or call? You know, we don't we we were texting and stuff, but not just you know about random stuff. It was happy birthday, James. He just turned forty, that's actually. Right. So that yeah, on the eighteenth. So on that's 18th. we had texted, but we were texting over the weekend too. But we we don't really talk crap to each other about fantasy unless I initiate it and like try to get him mad. But sure. uh, yeah, you know. Um, so no, I mean, but but for me, I don't know. It's a hollow win. I had 112 points. He had 94. I I wasn't in the top half in scoring. You know my take on that. So yeah. for me, you know, I, I've been but, but looking at just looking at some of the players. For me, Jalen Hurts has been pretty consistent. 27 points this week. He's he's consistently putting that up. You know, I don't think the Eagles are a great team, um, and he's a pretty talented guy as far as being able to run and pass. So <laughs> putting up a lot of points. Eckler only had seven points, which isn't good for me, and that's that's been rare for him. I picked up uh, Williams, the backup in Kansas City, twenty-two points. So he's been that looks like that was worth spending. Yeah, that's a bright uh, spot there. Yeah. So you know, and like I said, he's. I mean, he had to start Hanky for Washington's quarterback. You know, uh, Hollywood Brown didn't do anything. He had to start T Higgins. He had to. You know, he's got his highest score was Leonard Fournette at twenty-seven points, and Fournette's not usually a high point guy. In the Tampa office, so this was this ended up being a bit of a pillow fight, as I like to call them. Yeah, and when Dana Carlson showed up for him to some extent too, as teasing about picking up uh, the Las Vegas kicker. I, I know um, Antonio Gibson was injured in this game, uh, and there, oh, you know, obviously yeah. that leads into waivers for this week and, and the potential. I think James has JD McKissick also, so I mean he's got yeah he's got the handcuff there. McKissick had right. uh, after Gibson left. 
a couple weird games too. I don't know about weird, but maybe unexpected. Why did he start Hinky over Aaron Rodgers? Because they, they played Chicago. I know their defense is good, yeah. but it's a good, it's a good, it's an excellent question. My guess is that he's looking at the matchup with Kansas City and he's expecting them to uh, keep up and throw. Kansas City's defense sucks. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, and with their offense being as high powered as they are, yeah, you know, they, I think there's probably an argument to be made for that being a uh, some a of that garbage time. Are going to be yep. I think similarly on your side with Eckler, I think there was probably some people thinking that the Chargers were going to be in a shootout with the Ravens, and it wound up just being that the Ravens dominated. What, them, so. what, hey, and the Chargers have been a good team. What I tell you about the Ravens, it's happening. This is the yeah, year. they are absolutely getting the traction. I guess the other comment I'd make here, other than a, a childhood memory I'm going to share, uh, yeah, despite your criticism of Kansas City running backs and their reliability, obviously got a little bit of reward. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, right. I went for it and it, it helped out. Yeah. But when you mentioned the thing about James and not really talking trash to each other, it did bring me back to the late 90s, you and I, and when we would play Madden, and I don't know if it was Madden <laughs> that we started, if it was even like a different game system, but there became, as I recall in our youth, an unspoken rule about how we would play Madden, and it was yeah. silent. Uh, yeah. There was no celebrating, other than to occasionally say, "Oh, good play, man! Way to go!" Yeah, man. it was rough. But yeah, you used then, to use the Jets and run the stupid little pass yeah. to the running backs in the flat. It was annoying. Yeah, I remember. I think the straw that broke the camel's back, and this is a little bit of shenanigans outside, but it is football related, and this is our show, so we can do as we please. Um, I recall very specifically there was a game that we played, and this was the one I think that where those informal rules were formed. Uh, you had the lead late in the game, and you refused to kneel down. You refused to run out the clock. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you were talking trash to me about how you thought it was kind of a chump move that I would run out the clock, that I wouldn't, you know, be a man about it and try to run a play at the end. You then subsequently fumbled the ball. Uh, my team recovered, that. and then that – so I think I celebrated probably inappropriately. Uh, younger me yeah. uh, in, 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 the, in the risk persona that you mentioned and just general temperament. You know, looking back at my youth, probably probably a little arrogant. Uh, my wife no, no. my life has rounded some of the edges off there, which is great uh, in terms of maturing. But I recall you fumbled the ball. I celebrate. I still am down in this game, and I recall that I threw the ball to Keyshawn Johnson – like oh, a 60 geez. yard I, at the time I was using the jets quite often uh, with yeah. Martin and Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. And I think your cornerback just like in a glitch of the game fell down and yeah. then Keyshawn yeah. Johnson ran over your safety and ran for like 65 yards. That's very, touchdown. it's all very possible. Yeah. That, and, I, I remember all this. Yes. I, well, it's funny that I so vividly remember because you're, you're often, you know, pretty affable, not a guy who gets angry. Uh, you're not really a, a rage right. monster of a person. I, I can count probably on you know one hand the times I've seen you visibly angry in my life. This was one, right. and I remember you spiked the controller uh, and and in just in rage. And I think that again, younger me, I think I went to the instant replay and I watched like the reverse. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. Um, you know, from that point on, that was I it. instituted kind of a silent play policy. Yeah, we had some playing the game. 
We uh, we had a trophy going for a couple tournaments, uh, Madden. That was good stuff, man. Yeah, we did in the co- in the college. I guess I'd call it the college years or extended yeah. college years when James and yeah. I had the apartment. Oh, we, I think it right. was uh, the Dusko Classic and the Beth Burns Cup were the divisions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they would meet for uh, the championship, oh, which was stuff, yeah that, that trophy. I I feel like that must be somewhere in my house, and I just don't know where it is. It was on, yeah, you used to keep it on your, uh, that freaking giant box TV you had. It used to be on top of that. (laughs) That's right. Oh, that thing was a mammoth. We got it from uh, Mr. Lawson's friend, too. I remember uh, Tim and I went and picked it up and then uh, (laughs) recruited, I forget, um, we we could just say shady kind of neighbors in in Westland apartment. That that one guy helped us pull it up or whatever it was or take the door off the hinges. Oh man, that was was something else. (laughs) The other game, I think, you know, worth. Well, I guess to recap here, team offline, and Nick goes ahead and uh, puts uh, puts a a blemish on Brad's record. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a curse just yet. I don't know how many guys left 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 for injury, but probably not a good sign for Brad after being our guest host that he drops uh, drops a game, but he drops a three and three. I wouldn't put it on a curse in this case because I think Nick has a a very very competitive team. Yeah, five and one now, first place. It's yeah. You know, it's starting to six games in, you're starting to, you know, separate those contenders and pretenders. But again, in the right. fantasy world, you never know. So Yeah, a lot can happen. But, I, you know, as I look at I see Mikey, I see Dan and I see Nick as yeah. some of the standout teams in the league. Yeah. You know, I, I've expressed my criticism before for just the structure of uh, some of our earlier successful teams like Barchi or Brad or even Baskin's team. Yeah. Um, in terms of having some depth issues or areas that you know could could cause trouble over the others, but I think kind of end to end those three teams are built pretty pretty well and uh, built to maybe push further into the playoffs here. So with that week six recap, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and come back to preview week seven and just quickly recap the waivers of the week. Look for our ad in the news and free press TV books for a free pizza. And we're back. We're going to take a look at the week seven matchups here and pick our game of the week. Uh, you know, Giacomo, as we take a look at this board here, there's a lot of games in terms of projections or at least in terms of past track records here where, you know, it looks like there's an obvious favorite um, or, or you know, sort of close but not necessarily in the top tier of the league. Um, like Barchu's doormats taking on Baskin, that's going to probably be a closer game, similar types of teams. Brad's uh, Laurel Park Desert Roses and Servi, that's a pretty... Uh, kind of evenly matched contest, all those surveys projected, I think, a lot under. I think sometimes he sets his lineup later. You know, to me, the one that jumps out, uh, just in terms of interest, uh, is the battle of the bottoms, I'll call it. So my <laughs> too soft, too hard, taking on Mark's joint chiefs of Stafford. Um, you know, Mark's got a strong team, but uh, has just had some bad luck. So I'm hoping to keep that bad luck continuing, obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, it's funny. The scores are changing because the Broncos are playing the Browns right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I just saw people had stuff happen. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah. No, I like it, too, because you guys are both, you know, uh, as far as success in fantasy, pretty, pretty successful. Um, So, 
you know, you at two and four, Mark's at one and five. I don't want to say this is an elimination game, but, five, you know, six losses. Eh. Yes, that six can, losses. That's, that's about it. That's about it. doesn't leave you so. a lot of room for the comeback. And yeah. add to that, uh, you know, I haven't heard from Mark or anything, so I don't want to make too much of it. But the potential controversy, given the trade override this week, uh, you know, Ooh. is there bad blood? Yeah, among the, I don't. Among the power I don't. Bottoms? Mark is not uh, quiet, so yeah. I think if he was really upset about that, he, he probably would have said something. I, I think I think it was just one of those things where he's like, "Ah, screw it, I, I, I'll do a trade," and yeah. uh, and he clicked yes. So I don't I don't think you know now if he was five and one, right. uh, uh, trust me, he'd be <laughs> his level of engagement would be a little yeah higher. yeah there'd be some engagement. So yeah, I mean, um, but but it's, it's definitely it's definitely one to look at here, and I'll be I'll be interested. I. I I, I, I just want to say James because James is two and four now, and it's just not. I kudos to James; he's good at fantasy football. I can't remember the last time, and we're in two leagues a year together mm-hmm. that that he was that you know that low. Um, yeah, this, I got off to a this rough far start. into the season, so yeah, I agree, and so. I say the same thing for myself. But uh, the, obviously, that's a immodest to say. But yeah, no, it's surprising no, seeing James yeah. and we're in the spot he is. I feel like it can't keep on forever i think james has proven in the past and as you touched on the european advantage he he tends to do a good job in building his team through free agency so it's possible he turns it around but yeah it's a surprising start to the season for james for sure i just i didn't do the math exactly but i'm pretty sure if he'd have had aaron Rodgers in there i don't know if he would have beat me he was going to be close though so strange decision yeah. and it's not like him he usually makes no. really good decisions so well, anyway. sometimes you can you know you can overthink it maybe if we get him as a guest that's a question right there but i don't that know if we could have him question. as a guest that would that would be a uh whew, a three-hour rant that's be- right. <laughs> i remember matt Dagdoian did something similar i don't know if it was teddy bridgewater or maybe tyrod taylor he started over aaron Rodgers and then regretted it uh, yeah. in terms of he got a little cute with what he was thinking i think it was a playoff game if memory serves I think Aaron Rodgers has earned the right to still be a set it and forget it guy. I don't, yeah. I don't really care who they're playing. So no, I agree with you a hundred percent. So we'll, we'll recap too. Then, uh, you know, obviously we wish everybody week, uh, good luck in week seven. Uh, hopefully no more serious injuries piling up. Although, you know, those injuries while, while bad in real life do tend to trigger opportunities in fantasy football, uh, as you see here in uh, this last week's waiver report. So, uh, just looking at it, I mean, I think the big prize of the week went to Mark. I think Mark feeling the pressure, uh, you know, trying to turn it around any way he can, uh, going after Ernest Johnson with both Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt out of the game. So he throws down 120 to win him, had some competition with Mikey, myself, uh, and then Dan, although uh, our offers were lower. I don't have a ton of fab to throw around, but my my bidding under Ernest Johnson was more just making sure he didn't go for like eight dollars because that yeah. would be crazy. So um, I didn't want to be a serious contender in that. I assume that Dan was in a similar spot, uh, but 120 it does seem to be in the range of if you are looking for an RB two from a Fab standpoint, that's kind of the floor that I think James set with his bid for Elijah Mitchell sure. or Eli Mitchell at the beginning of the year, um, and that continues to play out. I, you know, honest. I was busy with Tony's football game Sunday, so I didn't. They're both out, Chubb and, and uh, yeah, and they are both wow. out this evening. Wow! wow. So wow. Marcus, Marcus, Mark, and I are playing as we record this game, and and Ernest Johnson's having a reasonably good game, so he's off yeah. to a, a good start. It seems like a, a decent investment so far. So I think of the two, Hunt is the one where whose timeline is more uncertain. 
Oh, okay. um, so who knows if Chubb is if, if he's back that that cuts into Johnson's value, but you know that remains to be seen. It's hard to take anything yeah. for granted. No, I mean at this point of the season, you gotta you gotta use it. You know what I mean? I mean we're we're only a little about halfway through, but still you gotta for sure. You, yeah, well, especially when you're when you're when you're struggling from a record standpoint, and you know I've right. covered it ad nauseum that I mean he's had some bad luck. You, right. you know you're you feel like you're running out of time, and I think. Get it definitely will inflate the bids just to, to get anything to kind of give you some momentum, right? I look at James spending 55 on David Montgomery, still on IR. I, I guess he's scheduled to come off soon, but uh, th- this rookie they got, he's he's doing really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like 18 carries, 100 some yards. Montgomery averages like half a foot per carry, he's <laughs> yeah, but uh, unless he plays the Lions, you watch him against the Lions, he looks like Gale Sayers, yeah, but other than that. He's not very good. So, so yeah, you're, yeah. I, I was, as I saw this bit, I was thinking about your feelings about David Montgomery. I had a moment of considering going at Montgomery. I think Servi dropped him at the end of last week. So I'm not surprised. I think that James went to try to go an IR stash. I ended up deciding not to go that way uh, in favor of picking up Richard Penny uh, to, you know, try to shore up whoever's going to be carrying the ball in the Seahawks backfield. Uh, but respect the move from James. I don't know. 55 seems like, well, obviously based on competitive bids, uh, probably more than he needed to bid. But, uh, you know, he got the player he wanted. And, and Dan was also in the mix there, too. So, you know, had he not bid, it, he would have been a player who was claimed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mikey picks up Demetric Felton. I think it's just kind of a, a low cost alternative to Ernest Johnson in the event that, you know, there were any surprises. I think as this game's playing out, it doesn't seem like, you know, he's going to be a major role player, but we'll see there. Uh, and then uh, Mikey picks up the New England defense for $16. So it, it, you'd mentioned having New England, having dropped them, and then trying to come back around. It looked like yeah. you had, you were in play on this one too, but, you know, Mikey makes the investment and picks up picks up a solid, yeah, think, solid defense. Yeah, I think they get the Jets, and the Jets is like playing a really good high school team. So yeah. that's, right. that's a good pickup. <laughs> good high school team. <laughs> I do like the comparison. Yeah, you're rarely going to see me spend that kind of money on a defense, um, but you know, I, I don't knock it because it, you know, if in a close game, that can be a big difference as we're seeing yeah. this season. Um, you know, within our scoring format here. So, Jock, I don't know if you've got any closing thoughts. I know it's uh, waning into the late evening here Thursday. Uh, yeah. Any, anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, just say hi to Mickey Mouse there in Orlando. I know he's a. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's a. He's a. You know, Disney World. Uh, there's, if you've been, you've been right, I'm not, yeah, I mean, a couple so times it, now. It, it's great, but mm-hmm. man, the the adults with the T-shirts that say like "I work for Disney World" and then yeah. are like, "Oh, can you excuse yeah. me? I was standing there," and then I turn and look. I'm like, "Okay, where are your little kids? Like, right. you're watching a princess come on a parade." I, I'm sorry, right. guys. If if you're an adult and you go, it's like rides, have fun. You're wearing like a normal mm-hmm. shirt, mm-hmm. Um, but I. I Man, that's now, so my thing. I'm definitely not wearing a themed shirt. Uh, and, right. and my 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 partner in life, my darling bride, is uh, very much of that mindset that we wouldn't do that. I don't fault people for it. I like it when, or I don't mind it so much when it's like a family reunion style shirt and they're all part of whatever family, like they're on the Price is Right kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I'm with you in that. I was very pleasantly surprised when we went to Disney with the kids. What a good time we had. Oh, uh, it was and how great nice time. it was. That's Absolutely. Great. It is but beautiful. Having said that, I cannot envision a scenario where Julie and I would have a vacation and that would be even anywhere near the top of no. the list of places we would go. 
Well, and like Brad lived there, so they would go to Epcot a lot. They had the beer and wine festival. Sure. Like they would so like they did adult type things there, you know. So that yes. makes sense. But literally we were there standing in line, like standing to watch a parade, and yeah. some lady is like, Excuse me, like we we had that spot. And I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then she sees my daughter who's five with like a freaking princess dress on, and then I think she felt bad. She's like, Oh, well, she can stand in front of us because she's not too tall. And I'm like, you're, where are your kids? You're 60. You want to see Cinderella? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so that's where I, like, if you want to wear a t-shirt, fine, yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. So no, anyway, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I let people do what they, what they please, but it is just a little odd because I think it is it, obviously designed for younger kids. And, and right. for our standpoint, obviously I'm here in Orlando this week for work, so I'm not going to be enjoying the, the parks, right. uh, but you know, at least for me with our family, it feels like it's just a finite window of time that you have that it's something that they're really going to like. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, we're absolutely. making the most of it. So we'll probably be back again, but I don't think that's in our plans this year. So no, I, thank you for uh, the well wishes for Orlando. I don't know if you have any more trips to uh, what our family calls the dirty jurors, but if you yeah. do, uh, enjoy, enjoy that. Not uh, next month. I got to go again, but that's, yeah. Hey, you know, it's uh it's the garden state, a lot of green. Yeah. So it's, uh... <laughs> It's not as bad as it is made to sound. If anything about Detroit, we know that it sometimes places get a reputation that they don't necessarily deserve. Exactly. So I'm sure it's a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to do this. I think I hope we're getting better as we go along. Uh, and for anybody who's just a rando who's listening to this, please join. Please come back. Tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, share right. it. Uh, this is the league. It's the premier league of, of fantasy football. I think that's uncontested you know, universally. If you, what, one final thought for me. Yeah. You want people to listen to this? Put ASMR, and we can do some some of that creepy oh, talking, and then maybe yeah. they will. So that that might get some view. Squish up some vegetables or old peaches or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be our next special guest. Is this is a right. semi rotten peach? Uh, we're gonna squish it for a bit. All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed the show. We will look forward to seeing you or hearing from you or letting you listen to us anyway next week. Giacomo, thank you so much for thank joining you. us, always making That's time. Hello to your beautiful family, and we'll, we'll talk soon, Sa friend. Same to you. Love you. Take, take care, guys. Nice to meet you, Ping Ping.